Welcome to the SWBL podcast. My name is Brian Benware, your host, and tonight I am joined by Eli Erickson, captain of the SWBL Marlins. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Right before we hopped on, you were talking about moving back and so uh, sort of in the transition phase, but um, I think sounds excited to be back home and we're, you know, as a league, we're going to be excited to have you around more, so. Absolutely. I'm glad uh, Sam Rennick was able to go to one of the off-season things and, you know, looking forward to going to those myself um, in years to come. Yeah, absolutely. And getting another voice in the in the meeting and stuff like that will always be good for the league. So, um, well, tonight's, tonight's podcast is brought to you by 1356 Public House, our presenting sponsor for season 20. Um, and tonight we're going to be breaking down the roster, looking a little bit back at season 19 and then forward towards season 20 um we're also going to be looking at the schedule the division pretty much similar to all the other captain interviews you might have heard at this point um but we're gonna have some fun talk a little bit about um the marlins and and their future and what's to come all right sounds great all right well let's get into the roster here and and, and specifically season 19 i guess let's start there first you guys went three and seven you had wins against the Expos, the Brewers, and the Yankees. Um, so, you know, coming off of an 0-10 season the year before and then um, winning those three, it's like in the history of the league, that's a pretty good jump. So how, how was your team feeling after, you know, the season last year? What were they – was it excitement that you have something to build on or, you know, what are the thoughts kind of um, in the in the offseason here? Yeah, we feel good. I mean – it it really sucked going 0-10, obviously, especially with a few of those losses uh, being really close to some good teams. Um, and going 3-7, and seven, you know, we were super happy with that. Just, you know, get a couple Ws. And, you know, obviously, you know, one against the Brewers are no longer franchise and one against the Expos, uh, which, you know, was also just 3-7. and seven. But getting a, a win against the Yankees, who had a really great year, obviously, um, Oh, good. And then again, just a few uh, close losses that just didn't go our way. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is just more experience. I mean, you see people throughout the league who get better every single year. Um, and we're, we're not even looking for that same sort of increase this year, just, you know, a little increase from every player and, you know, we're a 500 team and, you know, a couple of things go our way and we get seven wins or maybe they don't. And, you know, we're just win three or four games uh, again, but that's what we're kind of excited about is just another year to get better, uh, more experience. Um, Cause other than Luke, you know, and, and Jordan, uh, a new signee, uh, we really only have a, a couple of years in us. So um, definitely just looking forward to just taking another step in the right direction. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the right approach. I mean, I was, the Astros were a fairly new uh, team a couple of years back and um we've had our history, but, you know, I always felt like having stepping blocks, stepping stones, right. You go oh and 10, now you go three and seven, like now setting a goal and not necessarily setting it beyond ex like a reasonable expectation, but saying like, you know, let's go 500 this year or whatever the case may be, or, or let's get a wild card spot, which, you know, five and five could get you a wild card spot, you know, just having those, those building blocks as your guys get more experience, um, I think is the positive and the right mentality for sure. Um, you had mentioned Jordan Smith and we'll kind of dive into the roster for this season. 
Um, but, you know, you have yourself, obviously, and, and Luke Bakula, who you had mentioned as well. Sam Rudnick, Josh Anthony, Trent Davis, Corey Poley all returning. And then you added Jordan Smith, a um, little bit of uh, – he's got a lot of wiffle ball experience. Um, so just talk to me a little bit about the team makeup, um, our, our roles now that you've had two years under your belt sort of getting established um, – and then, and then the signing of Jordan, you know, why you pulled the trigger on bringing a guy like Jordan in who played in the league last year as a rookie um, and has played in the summer league and ha has, like I said, has a wiffle ball experience with Mo Wiff as well. Um, so just talk to me about the decision to bring him in and, and what kind of role you're expecting out of him as well. Yeah, so I'll start with Jordan. Uh, we're expecting him to, to play very well. Um, obviously, you know, adding him is seven players. So we have a deep team and, you know, we, we can't have everyone play every game. Right. Um, but, you know, look at the stats. I mean, he's a, he's a great hitter. Um, he has uh, some national experience. He, he can field as well as anybody. Um, and he's going to provide valuable at bats this year. Um, we're really looking forward to, to that. Um, for the team as a whole, look, Luke's our guy. You know, he's going to play every inning in the field. He's going to, you know, bat first or second in the order every game. Like, we ride and die with how he plays. Um, you know, last year he ended up hitting really well, almost 500. Um, and if you had split the year in half, I mean, he was, he might've been hitting 200 the first three, four, five games. And he, he was, you couldn't get him out the second half of the year. So, you know, if he starts off like that, I mean, he's an MVP candidate. So, you know, having him play really well is going to help us a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the more underrated uh, players in the league is Sam Runnick. You know, he's more of a quiet guy, uh, but he's, he's hit 400 both uh, both seasons. Um, you know, not a power guy, so he's not flashy. He's just getting singles and doubles and getting on base, which uh, he's been batting leadoff. So that's all we need for someone like Luke um, coming up in the plate. Um, then jump to our pitchers. It's going to be Josh and Trent. Um, again, Josh, another really quiet guy who I, I think so underrated, you know, for guys who pitched more than 10 innings last year, he's fifth in, in ERA, you know, he's not a strikeout guy. Um, and we don't have any, you know, Luke's a, a good fielder, but you know, we don't have one of the top fielders like a Chris Metter on our team looking good. So, you know, there's nothing fancy about when Josh is on the mound. Um, but between him and Trent, we're looking for them to just take a little bit step up and we're going to have two really good pitchers. Um, and then, you know, I already touched on Jordan and then it's Corey and I, uh, for the most part, uh, I'll be doing quite a bit of hitting and Corey will be feeling a lot. Um, we all kind of at this point have clearly defined roles, but we are all so new. You know, we have one game Friday and three games Saturday just because I go into it thinking these are our four hitters and, you know, these are our primary pictures and these are our fielders. You know, if a guy's got a hot bat, he's going to play more. And, and if a guy's just struggling who, who I thought should be hitting better, he's not going to play as much. And, and we all are on the same page of that. Um, so that that's kind of the good thing about all of us being, you know, such close friends for so long that look, everyone knows what they think they can do really well right now, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm not beholden to my opinion in, you know, at the end of March, like whatever happens that weekend, good guys are going to play and, and the guys struggling aren't. Yeah, it's a great plan. Um, you had mentioned the fact that you have seven on the team, you know, that is, uh, well, there are four teams that have seven players on the roster and that um, is one of the bigger rosters we've seen in the league before. So it, it does add a lot of depth. And, you know, you had mentioned 
obviously you kind of walked us through your plan, both lineup and in the field, but you know, you do have depth too. Like the fact that you have seven guys gives you other possibilities. If somebody does come out cold or if one of your pitchers does struggle and, and maybe just can't find it or something, Luke has pitched um, in the league before. So you have that experience you can rely back on. Um, I know you said that he's not a Chris Metter or, or a Brian Kenny, but you know, I've seen him make some incredible plays, even fielding as a pitcher. Um, mm-hmm. So the athleticism is there. You know, you, you get the benefit of being one of the younger teams in the league as well. So um, a little bit longevity of, of athleticism is going to be there. Um, not to say that everybody in the league is old by any means, but at the same time, you know, as this league continues to go on and um, we get, you know, into more seasons, those things are going to, you know, deteriorate, we assume. So, um, you know, and you guys will be able to rely on that athleticism longer than other people will be. So, um, you know, yeah, I was going to ask. Look- yeah, I mean, I mean, I think all of us, if you ask us, would only want four guys on the team, right? So we're hitting every game, and not that you can't hit more than four, but you can hit every game, you can field, you can pitch, but at the same time, we we all really want to win. So you yeah. know, the three to the first four games, I go hitless. I'm done hitting. Like that's okay. Like you know, I'm gonna be there. Maybe I can get more in the field. Like and it's fine. Everyone kind of has that same attitude, which I think is really important going into the season. Absolutely, and it makes your job as a captain easier, right? You're not if everybody has a defined role and everybody is, is willing to put the team first and not necessarily their playing time, you know, then, and everybody's on the same page going into it, it, it makes that, it, it, it can take that pressure off. Like you're still going to want to get the guys playing time, but you know, you're not beholden. Like I have to get this guy in, otherwise he's going to throw a fit and, you know, we're going to have an attitude problem with our team. You know, you're going to be able to make the decisions that are best for the team and everybody's going to back you up on that, whatever that may be, even if it means that they're sitting. And that's a great way to approach it, especially with a team, a roster as big as yours. So um, it's, yeah. it's good to hear that for sure. So um, the, uh, you know, I was going to talk to you about, you know, you, you had mentioned trying to, to roll with a four-man lineup. So, so walk me through, you had kind of mentioned a few people, but walk me through right now, the initial plan to start with your lineup um, and then will you choose pick and choose try, maybe times to hit five in a game like actually go ahead and go with a five-man lineup or are you going to stick to four and then just rotate guys in yeah I mean going into it my plan is to hit four um, you know if we start 0 and 5 or 5 and 0 you know I'll change it up to get more at bats. Um, but you know, we think we really think we're going to be right there fighting for that last playoff spot and, and think we're going to be in some really important games and, and people are just going to have to deal with, you know, only four batting. Um, so I think our, our go-to lineup would be Sam Runnick leading off followed by Luke number two. Um, and then either me or whoever's pitching Josh or being Josh or Trent. Um, I think that's probably what it will be like just, just based on what I I see. I I know Jordan can really hit, so I I expect him to hit quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think those would be our four, but you know, I'm not going to hit every game. So when I'm not hitting my, it'll be Jordan or Corey and, and, and again, Luke will probably hit every game and I'll probably bat the pitcher every game. Um, but it'll kind of be a rotation in those two spots between Sam and I rotating with Corey and Jordan, just depending on the matchup and the game and uh, who's all there and things like that. Yeah, no, it's a solid plan for sure. And then being able to be flexible on the, on the fly too, uh, will be, will be beneficial for you for sure. So, um, 
you know, when I was looking over your roster, you, you know, you have, you didn't draft any rookies, you know, in your third year. Um, and I don't know, is this the first year you're not drafting somebody or, or is that not the case? Did you not draft anybody last year? We drafted Corey last Corey. year. Yeah. He was, he, right. he had a medical procedure, so he wasn't able to play uh, in the Labor Day tournament. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And then none of your guys came in in the top 20. Um, you know, and you could say Luke was on the cusp of it or um, potentially could be voted in there if it had things had gone differently. So without rookies, kind of the same core, um, you know, what makes this year's team better than last year's team? I really think it's experience. Look, we're, we're not going to win any preseason awards. Um, I, I really believe that the delayed uh for a first season for us in labor day is fresh on people's mind i i think you know they were 0 and 10 you know 18 months ago mm-hmm. uh and for for good reason right we we mostly have the same roster now as we do then um but everyone got a lot better last year just you know six months later and, and if we can just get a little bit more better this year you know a couple things go our way um, I think we're going to talk about divisions later, but we could have been in a worse division. Um, yeah, I think we, we got a solid draw. I mean, obviously, you know, we got the twins, but pretty solid overall. Um, and we just need a little bit better. I mean, really, it, we're, we're close. Um, I, I see a couple teams who were, you know, around 500 last year, probably, you know, one or two things not go their way and a thing or two goes our way and, and we're right there. So experience is the biggest thing for us. And I was surprised to see Luke not in the top 20, especially still looking at his stats after a bad start. I mean, but if he plays all season uh, this year, like he did the second half of last year, he's going to be a top 10 guy at the worst. So um, we have uh, plenty of confidence in him there. Yeah. Sounds like it. I mean, that would be a big jump to go from unranked to top 10, but um, you know, we've seen Luke in the past and he, he definitely has the ceiling for it um, for sure. And, and, uh, He's also got a great personality. I love hanging out and being around Luke. So um, of he always brings a lot of joy. But yeah, let's jump into the division since you brought it up. Um, you are in the Ketting Eye Center division, and you had mentioned the teams, the Twins, the Rockies, and yourselves. So you had said, you know, the draw could have been worse. I think getting the defending champs is pretty tough. And then getting a perennial playoff team, a team that's never missed the playoffs, is pretty tough. Um, now, while they have a bit of a new look with some new players on their team than they've had in the past, um, you know, if I were looking at it, that, that looks like a tough draw. Um, but you seem pretty optimistic about about you know the division and and you know the potential outlook. So, so what what puts you what makes you so optimistic about the division? Yeah, I mean, getting the Twins sucked. Like they're defending champions. Like they're great. Obviously, yeah. I would have. No disrespect, preferred the Yankees or Astros absolutely over them. I'm not going to pretend that. Um, But, you know, I'm looking at the Astros, right, as the number one seed in the division, and they got the Orioles as their uh, number three team. Mm -hmm. Um, And they got to be – I mean, I I understand they're a new team, but I I think everyone would agree um, they're pretty stacked. So I I guess I just looked some of the teams ranked higher and see the draw they got – and, and Rockies are, are always right in the thick of it. Um, but, you know, all the seeds are, right? Athletics, yeah. Rockies. Uh, I know the White Sox are new, but 
that that's what the two seeds are. They're kind of right around 500, um, you know, maybe four wins, maybe as good as six or seven, you know, but that's what we're looking to be. Um, and, and that's just the expectation that we have uh, for us and the way we got to look at it going into this year. Yeah. Well, it's the right attitude to have um, to find some, some positivity. You know, I was, uh, the Astros were three, like in the bottom tier for years and it was always looking up and, and it's different for us this year, but um, you know, I would, I would think a lot of times those, those bottom three teams, they always feel a little bit um, underappreciated or um, maybe that's not the right word, but they always, it always feels like you're, you're looking up at, at something and, and everybody's writing you off before the season starts and to come in with an, a positive attitude like that about the, the division that you got that I think if you talk to a lot of people would say they don't want to be in the Marlins position um, of any team. And uh, to have that optimism is really a good thing going into that season. So, um, you know, we looked at the schedule. We did a schedule podcast a, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, one thing that we, we did notice um, that was surprising, but you have three games on Monday. Um, and you're the only team with three games on Monday. And my assumption is that was a bit of a scheduling thing. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, like you said, if Luke and if, if your team gets on a roll and you win those three games, like that could propel you straight into the playoffs and potentially a playoff push. So what, what was your thoughts about, you know, Monday, but also just about the schedule overall? You know, I, I think it's great. You know, I, I almost no matter what, go, we're going to wake up Monday morning with a chance, you know, unless it's a, a pretty disaster one, six, one, seven start. I mean, we're going to be right there. Um, and being able to, you know, be right there and potentially get hot that morning is great. Um, I was there this year on Monday morning. It's a, it's a rough uh, place to be. You know, it's a couple days straight now with a lot of uh, guys drinking um, and pretty, pretty hungover. And you know, we're, we're a younger team. You know, we bounce back pretty good. I, I think um, we'll wake up a little bit less sore and hungover than some other teams. So, you know, if we're, you know, going into that day three and four, we're excited. You know, we, we can, you know, go two and one, three and oh, and, and we're right there in it. So I, I think that's great as opposed to, you know, some teams who wrap it up by midday Sunday with a one game Monday. I mean, it, they'll enjoy their Sunday evening and night, but, you know, their fates decided pretty early. Um, they're going to sit around all day Sunday and all, all morning on Monday and then play a playoff game after not playing almost, you know, one game for 24 hours. So, um, I, I'm happy with that, uh, was because of a scheduling conflict, um, and we'll be ready to roll. Yeah. Well, and the other thing we noticed obviously is the, um, so-called toilet bowl game, the, the game, the last game of the season between the, the bottom two teams from the year before. So you and the Expos, um, based on record. Um, and you know, I just had Kevin on and we did his podcast and we were talking about their championship run season and how, um, that game maybe is underappreciated. Obviously it's, it's set to that time so that everybody can see it and, and watch it and it, it'll be entertaining and, and potentially, um, change some seating for the next year. But the other thing it can do is that it can, um, it can propel you into that playoff. That could be the final game that propels you into a playoff at birth. Um, and, on top of that could knock somebody else out of the playoffs. So there's a lot of things that could potentially ride on that game. And I guess my question is, do you have a game circled? Is it, you know, is that a game that you would have circled or is there a different game on your schedule that, 
you guys are saying, you know what, this is the one that we have got to show up and we is going to be really important for the success of our season. Yeah. I mean, I think that game is, is, is definitely one we should look out for, right? Everyone's going to be there most likely, right? Getting ready for the playoffs and everyone has a game on, on Monday, I believe, or they normally do. So everyone's going to be there and watching us. Um, I think odds are one of us two are, aren't going to be very good. So, you know, let's look at this optimistically and, and we're fighting for a playoff berth and, and they're struggling that that game could put us in and, and you know, everyone's there to watch. Um, so that, that game definitely can matter. Um, you know, we have two former A's on our team now um and luke and jordan so i think i think it'd be great to beat them right um i yeah. think that i think luke and jordan would really uh look forward to that uh obviously luke left um to help me uh create this marlins team uh and jordan had just signed a one-year deal so you know no hard feelings or anything but i think it'd be really important to uh to beat them and and just beating one of the good teams you know we're not not circling any games but you know the Yankees and the Orioles, though new, have a lot of great players and the Twins. Like, we really want to beat some of these teams. Um, mm -hmm. But I think those couple games um, might stick out a little bit more to us than others. Yeah. I love that you brought up the A's um, because I haven't even thought about it. But the fact that you have some of these connections, you know, with Luke coming from the A's and then Jordan. Um, and while, yeah, Jordan was only there for a year, you know, Jordan and Josh Rogers are good buddies and they're now facing off on each other and maybe there's a chip on Jordan's shoulder too the fact that the A's decided they wanted to bring Josh back and not him um so there's a little bit of a storyline there and and personally I'd love it if that was a, a rivalry in the making between the two teams it would be fun to watch and I think there'd be a lot of good battles between the two teams yeah no and I, you know I, it's hard to have a um big rivalry when one of the uh, players is Paul Castellano. I mean, he's yeah. just such a nice guy. It's hard yeah. to get, uh, get a little fire burning in him, but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely something that I've personally thought about. I don't know if Jordan Luke have, it's not something I've talked to them about, but I'm going to definitely make sure they're both in the lineup, both in the field ready for that game for sure. Yeah. Well, if they're not talking about it, let's get them talking about it. Let's, <laughs> just, let's get this rivalry going now. Cause I would, Absolutely. It, it sounds great. So um you know, the power rankings for the three facets of, of our game, the hitting, pitching, fielding just came out. Um, grades haven't quite come out. They're being posted with each podcast episode. But, um, you know, your grades came out and then eventually the, the overall power rankings are going to come out. So my question was, where do you think you'll be ranked um, the Marlins as a team? And then where do you feel you should be ranked? Um, well, I think we're going to be ranked ninth. Um, and, and I, you know, I'm shocked. I, I'll be surprised if we're ninth. to be totally honest. I, I think we should firmly be ahead of the Expos. Um, and, and no disrespect to them, but they're losing their pretty obvious best player. Um, and you know, they, I understand they, they, uh, still have a, a formal former Cy Whiffle, but they don't have any proven, uh, batters. Um, and, you know, smart move by them. They drafted Jack Light. Uh, that, that'll be dividends in the future for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, in his first year, I, I, you know, I don't know if that'll necessarily translate to a lot of extra wins. So yeah. um, I, I think we'll be preseason nine. Uh, I think we, just based on our track record, should be ranked eighth. Uh, but I, I firmly believe, you know, we should be firmly in that 
five, six, seven spot come the end of this year. Like I really think we're going into Monday, we'll be fighting for that fifth spot. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just going to add to this. So let's say you said five, six, seven. So then give me your, give me your rankings. So put yourselves where you think, but go, go from the bottom and go up. And then where would you fall? Um, you know, I'll go top to bottom. Uh, okay. I think that'll be easier for me. Like, you know, I have to be them. Um, I don't, I think the Orioles are too. I don't care that, you know, they're all getting put together. You know, this isn't football or, or basketball. I mean, it's, it's wiffle ball. You know, you're kind of on an Island in the field and you got to hit well. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think chemistry matters much. Um, okay. Hold on one second. Um, Cause you kind of broke up there. So did you say twins first? Oh yeah. Sorry about that. Twins first. Okay. Twins Orioles. And then uh, number three out of the Yankees. Um, okay. They're, they're good. It seems like every year. Um White Sox are new. I, I would, I think I want to put them number four because Jackson, that addition is huge. Uh, I know John's been a good player too. Um, I'm leaning them four. Okay. Um, and I, I think we're going to be five. Like, I, I think we're going to pull out some wins on, on, on Monday uh, and, and we're going to sneak into the playoffs. Okay. Um, from there, it's hard. Cause I know the Rockies are good, but you know, if we're fifth, I mean, they, they almost have to be closer to seven. So I would have the Astros six. Um, and, you know, so then I mentioned the Rockies at seven and A's at eight and the Expos at nine. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in the top two, honestly. And, and I'm yeah. pretty confident with the last one. Um, but really with this kind of league, I just think the middle of it, you know, anything can happen. You know, yeah. just, I mean, there could be, you know, four teams who are five and five just because they're yeah. all beating each other. Yeah. Um, it just, but, I mean, you look last year, you know, there's a couple of teams at the top of it and, you know, a couple of four, a couple of five and five, and then, you know, the bottom three teams. So you never know, you know, how that is going to shake up. Yeah. Yeah. We talk a lot about, and Sam and I talk about it a lot, but every year it seems like the league gets more and more competitive. And you're right. Those, those middle teams, anything can happen. And that's what makes the league great and makes it so competitive because teams get better and some teams get worse and the things that you don't expect to happen can happen. And, um, you know, and things bounce, you know, it's a wiffle ball. It's, it's made funny thing. The ball bounces different ways. So um, yeah, it's, I think you're right in your assessment that those, you know, whatever six teams, anything you know any of them could come out and win the whole thing too so um I, I i would agree with that so um you know sorry to put you kind of on the spot there but i was just curious um and i hadn't asked that question yet so i can't you were the first for me but um was curious on you know what your rankings were and and how you kind of are viewing the league as a whole so um, yeah no that's that's all good you know i've been i've been thinking about it like i i you know, I listened to uh, your last couple of captain interviews or, you know, a couple that have been posted. And I, I think there's a couple of teams that are have to be good. Honestly, they, it's just hard for them not to be. But, man, we just with all of the transition the last couple of years between players and new franchises, like it really seemed to, to balance out the talent a lot. Yeah. Um, so that, that's just kind of how I see it. Uh, six teams who are going to be really good and few, few of them are just kind of going to kind of get screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the way, uh, you know, we're going to go through your rankings here for hitting, pitching and fielding the way that people were viewing you guys were um, in, in that same order, hitting eighth, pitching ninth, 
and fielding eighth. So, you know, when you saw those rankings come out, what, you know, did it just kind of solidify, hey, this is what people think of us, but also we're underrated? Yeah, so hitting eighth is fair. Like, you know, I think the stats would, you know, I didn't look at every team's stats, compare them to ours, but I would say it probably puts us at seven or eighth. So, you know, that's a fair just based on really having two proven hitters um, prior to this year and Sam and Luke, um, but adding Jordan and just, again, assuming, you know, I get a little bit better, Josh, and, you know, at the plate get a little bit better, we're going to be right there. Um, pitching, we're, we're just underrated because we don't have that ace, right? Almost every team has, a you know, a phenomenal pitcher, and we don't have a proven one yet. You know, I, I mentioned some of the stats with Josh earlier, um, and he's right there. I mean – is there ERA I think was five, uh, which is just really good. Um, yeah. So I just think we're underrated because, you know, people ne don't necessarily know Josh, right? They, I mean, everyone can see Trent, but no one really knows Trent necessarily. Um, mm -hmm. So just having guys who are quieter and younger and newer, you know, we just aren't going to get that hype. Uh, and when it comes to fielding, you know, I don't put a lot of stock into that at all, to just to be honest. Like there's, you know, a Chris Matter is amazing in the field, but how many runs is he worth in the field over like a Luke? You know, I, I don't know if that necessarily translates to wins. Mm -hmm. So with the exception of a couple teams that have, you know, a, a great fielder, you know, a top three fielder, everyone else is pretty competent. Uh, you know, I, I haven't seen a game where it's just yuck in the field other than, you know, some mornings where it's pretty wet and people are slipping and things like that. So, yeah, you know, pretty accurately rated just based on our track record, but, you know, just some, some things that I, you know, disagree with a little bit. Yeah. Well, you're not the only team um, for sure to disagree with their rankings. Um, and I think uh, there's a little bit of name bias when it comes to rankings. Sometimes I don't think everybody is looking, like you said, at maybe the stats or the recent, recent production from a, from a team or a player. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, it's all opinion based and it's all about wiffle ball. So it's fun. Sure. So. Um, let's look at the other divisions real quick. And I'm going to ask you to pick a division winner from each one. Okay. okay. So in the, in the Cardinal blinds division, you got the Astros, the A's and the Orioles. Who are you picking out of that one? I'm picking the Orioles. They, they got okay. too much talent. Okay. They also got too much age, but. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I know they got John on there, but you know, we'll see how much, you know, playing he does. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're definitely one of the favorites, especially as a new team, just on paper, they look really, really strong. So um, in the corner pub and grill division, you've got the Yankees, the White Sox and the Expos. So who you, who you taking out of that one? I'm taking them in that same order. I, I got the Yankees on that division. Okay. I mean, it, it's, it sucks that they're losing Jackson, but they're replacing them with Gus <laughs> that they, I think they recovered pretty well from that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely not a, uh, uh, as big of a loss getting somebody of Gus's caliber on your team for sure. So, um, and then in your division, go ahead and pick a winner. Uh, I got the twins win the division. I, I just think they're, they're, they're too good. Yeah. They're very good, very consistent. So it's hard to beat them. Um, all right. And then pick the two wildcard teams. I think it's going to be the White Sox and the Marlins. Um, I think the, the White Sox, again, you know, I know I'm picking two new franchises to make it, um, but they're, they're mostly formed by existing veterans who are really good. Um, yes. So I, I think the White Sox will snag that four seed and then uh, we'll be number five. All right. It'll be a little bit of a shakeup, but it'll be nice to see a bunch of new teams in the playoffs for sure. 
Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's jump into the unknown, and we're doing uh, a rapid fire edition of this. So, um, I'm just going to read you the question, and then uh, you can give an explanation or just an answer, however you want to do it. Okay. All right. All right. What is the final record for the Marlins? We're going to be five and five. I think we get in with that. I think we're going to have some tiebreakers. Yeah, I, I think I mean five and five has made the playoffs the past couple of years, so it is definitely possible to do that. Um, to be five and five, you'd really have to uh, have a big gap between the top and the bottom for five and five to not make it. So, but we'll see. Who is the uh, who is the team MVP for season twenty? Um, I, I'm not. I, I think it's going to be one of our pitchers. I, I really think it's going to be Trent or Josh, or they're both just going to be our aces, and it's going to be you know a shared trophy between them. I, I think we're going to ride and die with them taking that next step. Nice, nice. And you know, Trent. Trent is one of the. He's uniquely hard to hit against because of how tall and lanky and goofy he is it's it's kind of like when Edlo first started pitching everybody's like very confused on what was going on he's just so tall and his release point is different and it's just different than what we see a lot of times yeah and if he you know just gets a little bit more movement because I think that's why he was successful last year is because he's so different he didn't have necessarily the best stuff uh if he's able to just craft uh, you know a pitch or two he's going to be right there yeah yeah um favorite 2000 song um man uh i would have to go with uh it ends tonight all american rejects all right nice that's a good one um who's going to lead the league in strikeouts as a pitcher in season 20 i'm gonna go with jackson crosley jackson former cy young or cy whipple winner um who is your favorite team to play against um, I think this year it will be the Orioles having Peter and John in that team. Um, but it's been fun playing the Yankees, uh, with, uh, Corey Pulley's cousins and Luke's brother being on that team. It's just seems like a, a perfect skibby wiffle ball game just with, you know, amongst family members. For sure. Yeah. That would be one you'd see, you know, after Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Exactly. Some ball kind of thing. Um, where is your favorite place to order lunch from during the season? Uh, Corner Pub. Nice. Hey, shout out. <laughs> Got um, to. It's right there. Yeah. Who will lead the league in RBIs in season 20? Uh, I, if Gus Gibby isn't batting leadoff, I'm going to go Gus. I don't know where he plans to hit in the order. I um, imagine but... he's, well, I don't know. Yeah, that's hard to say. I would imagine because if he's been be yeah. lead off, but yeah, with the four man lineup though, he's going to get more at bat. So even if he is hitting, yeah. lead off, he could still do it. Um, that is true. I'm going to stick with Gus no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Um, all right. You're hosting a movie night for the team. What movie do you show? Um, hosting a movie with the team. Um, remember the Titans. Ooh, solid. Especially maybe it's Thursday night. For the weekend, just getting ready. I mean, that's such a such a classic movie. I think I'd go with that. Very good. I would. You guys got to walk into the field doing the song, though. <laughs> yep, do the full dance and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Choose one and give up two. Okay. Okay. Pool, alcohol, 
playoffs. Wow, that's tough. Uh, I'll give up the pool because I haven't experienced the pool uh, as a player. True. Hasn't been open. Yeah. Um, I think I would probably give up booze. I think my teammates might uh, – disagree with me on that um but I, I would give up booze for the playoffs for sure all right there you go you heard it here first and uh who wins the championship in season 20 i i don't know if it's happened or i think it might have happened once but i'm going twins to repeat it's probably a good pick but i don't like it no, I, and I, I think the last, what, maybe four or five, it's been a different winner every year. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's another new winner, like yeah. the Orioles probably. But I, I can't bet against the Twins at this point. Yeah, it's a, it's been a long time since we've had a back-to-back winner. Um, but on paper, they're a really, really good team too. So, um, and they have the pedigree to do it, and they've won a lot of championships. So, yep, exactly. Awesome. Well, uh, let's, let's kind of wrap this up here real quick. I'm going to thank our sponsors real fast. 1356 Public House, Brex, Reuben Brown, Kenny Nye Center, Corner Pub and Grill, Carnal Blinds and Shutters, Breckenridge Brewery, Logix, High Road Craft Ice Cream, STL Cycle Saloon, Lions Choice, Sticker Mule, Amp Up Action Park, Andy's Frozen Custard, and Daily Smokehouse. Um, I want to thank you, Eli, for jumping on here and talking some wiffle ball and talking Marlins with me. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you and all the guys out um, at the blur in season 20. Um, and, uh, everybody stay tuned. We're going to keep going with the captain interview series here. Um, we've got a fantasy wiffle ball podcast coming as well as a season preview right before the season. So stay tuned for more content. If you've enjoyed these, uh, podcasts, like, and subscribe and tell your friends about it. Any final words, Eli? Looking forward to the season. Um, season 20 is going to be awesome. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Can't wait to see you guys in person. It'll be fun, and uh, we'll have a great time, and uh, we'll play some fun wiffle ball. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Have a good night, man. Thanks.